Goldale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, mindful Monday morning for Torch Report 424. Friends, the three seeds of treachery. There are, in fact, certain principles that do transcend party lines and the partisan bickering, and these three seeds of treachery ultimately threaten us all. So I'm going to open up just a little bit differently today by saying hello to all of my fellow human beings. How is Monday treating you? I would like to know, honestly, I would. I mean, hey, drop me a comment, shoot me an email, luke at thetorchreport.com. But, you know, if you've caught any of the mainstream narrative this morning, I suspect you may be feeling frustrated, a little bit uncertain, even confused about what's happening in the world around you and why in the hell is this happening? Now, typically I would want to break this all down, break down the BS, eviscerate the lies, and shine the uh, light of truth, (laughs) shine the Luke, shine the light of truth on the fact that not only is our beloved country under siege, but in fact our humanity is under direct attack from dark and nefarious forces. I would want to put a patriotic spin on the political circus and champion the principles of liberty and attempt to present a, you know, an accurate and coherent perspective of what the hell is going on on all this rampant corruption. But, my friends... Today I want to reach out just a little bit further, really stretch out to the limits of those who might be touched by my voice, by my words, by the thoughts that I'm about to share. Rather than offering you, the astute listening audience on the Torch Report, my fellow liberty-loving listeners all across the Fruit of Plains, and of course those who read, uh, rather than offering you more fodder to feed your confidence and, and your sense of correctness, which I in, is important, you should feel confident and correct in standing on the right side of history, I want instead, <clears throat> instead of offering hard evidence that you need to bolster and develop your perspective and all of that, today I want to offer some words that I believe might be able to break down some walls. Before, you know, before I get into this, friends, I know that there are going to be those who may be uh, inclined to blast me as a pacifist, but please keep this all in context. I know who my audience is. I know the challenges that we all face together when attempting to talk sense to those who have been uh, culturally conditioned and assimilated into the collective hive mind. Talking to a liberal can be like talking to a fence post. It's a, it's a very frustrating phenomenon that's all too familiar to all the country folk out there far and wide. The truth is we are in a culture war, though. We are, in fact, in a civil war. We are in an epic battle for the hearts, minds, and souls of the millions of Americans who have lost their mooring who have lost touch with reality and become casualties of modern psychological warfare. Everyone who disagrees with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, uh, those who believe that free speech is a free-for-all hellscape, those who believe that state-funded censorship actually keeps them safe. Friends, these people are victims. They're victims of high crimes against humanity, and we should feel sorry for them, and we should at least attempt to muster a little bit of compassion. Now, I'm going to explain to you why that is. Mm. 
after I take a little sip of coffee here, <clears throat> you know, why, why not just walk up and smack them in the face, try to smack some sense into these people? Why not just forcefully put them in their place, you know, push them and say, step off, you know, this is my land, you know, why not just verbally assault their sensitivities and watch them crumple like a wet paper sack? Why not? The answer is simple. Whether we want to admit it or not, friends, we need them. We need them to vote. We need them to come back around and realize that we're all on the same team, the American team, and that if we fail to build bridges and work together, we will fail to stave off the worst case scenario of spilling blood in the streets. The elites have already declared they intend to orchestrate a hung election and a civil war. Now, if you're unaware of that fact, you can get up to speed with uh, Torch Report 349, Broken Beyond Repair, has the links in there to that prediction. Regardless, you know, every American, I believe every American should heed that terrible warning. We're headed for a hung election and a civil war. And we need to heed that warning because a bloody civil war is something that it undoubtedly will impact and harm us all. We don't want a bloody civil war. We don't want no bloody civil war! <laughs> Friends, we must understand that us versus them, it doesn't mean left versus right. Us versus them does not mean Democrats versus Republicans. It doesn't mean liberals versus conservatives. It doesn't mean big cities versus small towns. It doesn't even mean the haves versus the haves have-nots. Now, of course, plenty of people would be quick to tell you otherwise, but just think about it for a second. There are plenty of good people on both sides of any of those equations. Is that an accurate statement? There are plenty of good people on both sides of left versus right, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, big city, small towns. Is that an accurate statement? There are good people on both sides. Evaluate it for yourself. Use your logical, rational mind. Really think it through. Assuming the majority of the audience identifies as right-leaning, liberty-loving, constitutional conservatives who predominantly hail from small-town USA, as does yours truly, we might come at it this way, friends. Ask the question, are there plenty of good people on the left who identify as Democrats and liberals, who live in cities, who have wealth and status or fame? Are, are there plenty of good people in those categories? The answer is yes, ultimately, despite, you know, whatever inner resistance, ah, you're making my skin crawl here, Luke, but the answer is yes, regardless of our resistance to admitting that fact, there are good people on the left uh, who are Democrats, liberals who live in cities, etc. And the crux of this realization, which is a very important realization, is that our personal definition, yeah, it, it really rests upon, you know, this distinction rests upon our definition of what a good person actually means. You know, to say that, oh, this is a good person, or there's good people uh, in big cities, or good people on the left, of course, we're using, we're throwing around a subjective label. But being good is not an undefinable term. We can, in fact, define what being good is, and we're going to get into that here today, friends. You know, does, does being good mean uh, somebody thinks and believes and acts the way that we do? 
Well, of course not. No, you know, believing that being good means thinking, believing, and acting the way that you do, well, that would make you a collectivist, which is, of course, the opposite of being an American patriot. Being good does not mean going to the same church, running in the same circles, voting for the same candidates, or even believing in the same things. That's not how we define and distinguish good people from bad people, okay? Now, there's certainly some overlap there. I'm not naive here, but our definition of being good must necessarily transcend these petty distinctions. Otherwise, we're no better than the tyrants. Okay, accepting our personal differences as Americans, this is the first step in defending our individuality. Defending our individuality and our personal preferences, this is the prerequisite for fighting for freedom. When we say that we're fighting for freedom, or when we talk about defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what do we mean? Friends, it means that we're fighting for the right to live our lives as free individuals, pursuing our own path of life and liberty, and our own infinitely unique quest for personal happiness. And we fight to defend this right, not just for ourselves, and, and not just for those who think and act and vote like we do, but for the whole, you know, the whole diverse and complex mess of humanity. If it is true that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we have to defend this for everyone. Now again, you know, if we were fighting for any other reason, if we are fighting to make sure everybody believes and thinks and, and votes the way we do, then that's ultimately it's going to devolve into tyranny. Will it not? You know, we are not fighting to impose our wills upon others, but instead we are fighting to defend ourselves and others from the forceful imposition of the few radical tyrants who are hell-bent on controlling us all. That's what we're up against. Thus, the real us versus them is really the majority of average everyday citizens as diverse and complex as we are. The majority of people who just want to be left alone to live their lives however they see fit. It's us against a tiny but powerful group of tyrants who intend to rule the people by force. The tyrants who intend to force everyone, regardless of their labels, to live like slaves in utter subjugation to the state. That's what we're up against. That's the real us versus them. And this, this should be a unifying message, should it not? This is something that any reasonable human being should be able to assess and agree with, is it not? Hence, my opening address. Hello to my fellow human beings. Are you aware that treachery is a threat to us all? Treachery, the dictionary definition, tells us that treachery is willful betrayal. It's a, it's a willful betrayal of fidelity and confidence and trust. It's, it's, it's a, a violation of allegiance and, and confidence. It's treason. It's treacherous. Treachery as willful betrayal. Just take it at that. It means that someone who is supposed to be on your side Someone's supposed to be looking out for you, watching your back and defending your interests, 
willfully and knowingly then betrays you. As in, instead of representing your and looking out for your interests, they stab you in the back. Now think about modern politics. Have we all been betrayed? Friends, I submit for your consideration that Democrats and Republicans alike have both been horribly betrayed by an entirely corrupt government that has repeatedly violated not just their oaths of office, but their allegiance to the American people. And I believe that examples abound, so I'm not going to waste your time this time around spelling that out. But treachery means you have been betrayed. It means your neighbors have been betrayed. We've all been willfully betrayed by those who seek to enrich themselves by taking our hard-earned money and forcing us to live like slaves to the state. How is that representative government? How is that democracy? The answer is simple. It's not. It's not democracy. It's not representative government. And it's not the way that our republic was designed. Friends, treachery it inevitably leads to tyranny. And tyranny ultimately is a natural expression of human nature. Now bear with me here for a second. Tyranny is a natural expression of human nature. And I say that because there have always been backstabbers and betrayers. There have always been crooks and criminals and murderers and rapists and bloodthirsty, ruthless tyrants who try to conquer all the tribes in a savage and sanguine lust for power. This is evil. It is the opposite of good, and it provides us a crystal clear contrast between us and them. Again, friends, it's all part of human nature. We have to face it and we have to deal with it. There are evil people in the world and we all have to defend ourselves against this sort of evil. We have to defend our families and our friends and our communities and our tribes. And sometimes, just sometimes, when such evil amasses a certain formidable amount of power, then we have to band together with other tribes in order to defend our territory and or our nation. And that's where we're at today. This banding together of tribes, friends, this, this setting aside of petty differences, this suspending the urge to bicker and squabble, and despite the ongoing rifts in personal beliefs, friends, this banding together and standing together, it is absolutely critical to overcoming the evil that has gathered against us. This transcends our political differences. The seeds of treachery, they have long been sown, and now these evils are bearing fruit. The solution is simple, right? I mean, we just need to learn to see these weeds for what they are and uproot them. It's kind of like thinning out weeds in a garden. You know what happens if you don't thin the weeds out of a garden, right? If you don't, then the good stuff won't grow and you're probably going to end up starving to death. That's pretty straightforward. It's no different with the seeds of treachery in our, in our communities. You know, the three seeds of treachery, friends, if we think about society like a garden, these seeds of treachery and tyranny ultimately threaten to suffocate and strangle the goodness out of life. And there are three. I'm going to throw them on the table here, okay? First, seed of treachery is censorship. The second seed of treachery is corruption. 
The third seed of treachery is a consolidation of power. Now, it does not matter where one stands on the political spectrum. These seeds of treachery threaten us all just the same. Censorship threatens to keep us in the dark. Raise your hand if you want to be kept in the dark. Raise your hand if you don't want to know what's really going on. Who would ever raise their hand for that? I don't think many people would. Maybe a couple of useful idiots, but we'll set that aside. Ultimately, censorship keeps us all in the dark so that we remain ignorant of the corruption that is inevitably feeding this consolidation of power. Now, the consolidation of power, ultimately, I believe is a telltale sign that evil is gathering its strength. The consolidation of power is a telltale sign that evil is gathering its strength. Evil consolidates power. Why? Well, evil consolidates power to exert more and more control over the way that you live your life. Just like the crook gets a thrill from stealing your stuff, or a, a predator gets a thrill from preying upon people, so too does evil get a thrill out of controlling your life. Now I have to ask, is any of this questionable? Does any of this sound objectionable to you? Does it sound like, Luke, oh my gosh, you're crazy. What the hell are you talking about? Friends, in my mind, and I could always be wrong here, but in my mind, this is unvarnished truth. And if you object, let me know. If you see things different, don't hesitate to speak your mind, okay? But this is unvarnished truth. And it's something that everybody, regardless of where they stand, can see. And I think it's something that everybody, if we got to talking about it, could agree that censorship, that corruption, that the consolidation of power threatens us all. So we might engage in a conversation and ask, you know, how much censorship is there in today's society? Well, it's a lot. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, but it's a lot. And you might illuminate and enlighten somebody with those facts. How much corruption is there in society today? Does anyone on the left or the right think that there is no corruption? Of course not. Now, you know, we might be looking at it from different angles, but everybody can agree there's corruption, I believe. Now, how about this? You know, can anybody in their right mind deny that there is this ongoing consolidation of power? I mean, if you just pause and take a look at it, we're not talking left and right here. We're just talking about the consolidation of power in the hands of a few people. You know, the myriad public-private partnerships, the international NGOs and all that kind of stuff. They're consolidating power. And all three of these things, the censorship, the corruption, the consolidation power, all three are on vivid display. They are easily verified via direct observation. That means we don't have to argue about it. It doesn't matter whether we examine the issues from the left or the right. They're right out there in front of everyone. Regardless of the angle, the conclusion is always the same. If we want to be left alone, if we want to live our lives as free human beings, then it's time to gather the tribes. A great 
Evil has amassed enormous power, and we must unite the tribes to resist, and resist we must unite us. Unite the clans, friends. They seek to divide and conquer us all. They seek to censor us. They seek to expand their corruption and further consolidate their power. And this growing treachery, it can only lead to one thing, and that is the immeasurable suffering of humanity. Friends, if left unchecked, this evil threatens to strangle the very essence of life and liberty out of humanity itself. Do you want to live like a slave? If you value living as a free human being, friends, beware the seeds of treachery. And if you find value in these words, please share them far and wide. That is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website. Go to the website, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there, embrace the rest of this magical, maniacal Monday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.